0: This is KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Is this on?
1: Is anybody listening?
2: Is anybody there?
1: Is something stuck between my teeth?
2: Did I think to comb my hair?
1: How come there's crickets in this place?
2: Outside's where they belong.
1: I can't believe this silence.
2: Like the dark before the dawn.
1: Like <laughs> it for any sign of life.
0: I'd settle for a young Uh,
1: Really makes me wonder. Is Is this this on? on?
0: I don't don't know that that was even necessary to say, Dave. (laughs) Thank you. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So great to see you. I've been uh, uh, battling a bit of an allergy flare up here, so I apologize uh, if my voice is a little raw. I am on uh, doctor's orders, Dave. I cannot do Either Al Pacino <laughs> or George C. Scott, either one could wind up could uh, <laughs> wind was, up in bad. I
1: was thinking. It's th- place. I'm glad we don't have impressions uh, scheduled for tonight because that would be uh, that'd be a little rough on you. We
0: do have, have a great guest, though.
1: Dave. We do. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this is uh, what a they call it. They call this a get.
0: Oh, this is a get. Uh, you know, we love history here. We do. And uh, we love politics. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of. Who better could maybe lend some perspective to our current political dilemmas and social concerns? And I'll bet he has some general sort of, divisiveness
1: uh, and some important. We are going to talk to
0: President, former President, yeah. the yeah. former guy, the former guy, <laughs> uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Way Dave. former,
1: Thomas Jefferson will be here today. Yes,
0: anxious to see him, and uh, just as general you know, uh, impressions on our times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be exciting. Yeah, it'll be
1: you know, a different point of view coming back in the, the early 19th century. And uh, yeah, be interesting to have him in here. And,
0: and, and things move on. Uh, you know, uh, another thing we we're going to talk about tonight, Dave, I don't know how many folks have had a chance to see the roast of Bert Kreischer. Mm. Bert is certainly a very, very hot comedian right now, has a big film coming out uh, this summer. I didn't know that, really. Yes. Hmm. And uh, he has been given the uh, unique honor of being roasted. Mm -hmm. And this time, Dave, the roast is hosted by Whitney Cummings, Yes. who's a comedian we've talked a lot about. Mm -hmm. She's certainly on the top of her game and you know, filling stadiums across the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She has taken on this interesting endeavor uh, to begin a series of roasts on the platform OnlyFans. So I'll turn to you, Dave. You seem to be I, more familiar with the platform.
1: Well, hey. <laughs> My subscription lapsed, Phil.
0: Yeah. No,
1: OnlyFans uh, has been, and most people I think know that it's uh, been used customarily by uh, uh, porn stars or uh, sex workers more generally and uh, because it allows them to you know they perform or do whatever they do it might not be you know sexual in nature to that people who pay for a subscription subscription to watch that and some mainstream celebrities as well have done that too and they want to reward their fans with something they can't get anywhere else and uh,
0: and Whitney Cummings is
1: is uh, jumping on board.
0: Now, to be clear, and uh, Whitney Cummings goes out of her way to make this clear in the article I saw in Variety, uh, that she will not be appearing nude. And there wasn't any question about the language in a roast, really, uh, to be worried about. But there's certainly no restrictions there. Right. So this but is. But when a I'm watching form. it,
1: I can be nude, right?
0: You can, okay, be, okay, right. yes. okay. you can be, Dave, yes. You can be. Now, I'm not sure of the the rules of your living community. <laughs> I don't know. You the, know the rules are,
1: draw the curtains, Dave. <laughs>
0: Good to know, and your cat is okay with
1: it, then? <laughs> no, she's refusing that she even knows me, <laughs> embarrassed by it. So, yeah, that's, so that's the thing. And, and uh, from the clip, I, now you watched The Roast in full. I only saw the I watched trailer. watched The Roast. And I would say it's, it it's not, not your, it's not your father's roast.
0: No. Uh in some ways uh it is and in other ways it is not. I will say it's a wholehearted effort. Uh Whitney Cummings has often been included on many roasts right. mm-hmm. and yep. she's as conditioned out like like uh like you know the ones who can do it well. Yeah. She's very good she's at a great it. Great roaster. Mhm. She's very (coughs) funny, you know, Mm -hmm. she's obviously very attractive, Mm -hmm. and, you know, she presents a nice face for the Mm -hmm. performance. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: a good choice. It was a Mm -hmm.
0: bit of a vanity project, I think, in some ways for her, but I think they'll probably work out some of those kinks as it goes. And it got me thinking, Dave, because there was a cameo appearance at the end by Jeff Ross.
1: Ah, the Roastmaster General.
0: Yeah. He's clearly the Roastmaster General. Though I would think a draft Dodger himself, <laughs> uh, and it seems to be sort of a changing of the guard, not only in who the roasters are, who the roast master is, but also in who's getting roasted. Right, Bert Kreischer is right. a little bit new to the scene for, you know, what you and I traditionally talk about when we talk about Friars Club roasts and you know, the Dean Martin celebrity mm-hmm. roasts. Yeah. And it got me to thinking, Dave, how it's kind of seems like a changing of the guard, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, you know, uh, after the pandemic and the increased use of different platforms like OnlyFans, it was a good time to transition. And make no mistake, Whitney Cummings... Is not only at the top of her comedy game but at the business game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and always so been. You know, she doesn't need to work again in her life.
0: Yeah. From syndication from money. Producing yeah. series on network but, um, TV to her own shows. But she's, but a, a, she's an she's entrepreneur. She's doing something a little different here. When I watched it, I got the impression that it was like. What it would look like if mtv did a roast
1: yeah okay yeah that's fair so mm-hmm.
0: it had that sort of look to it and i thought it was kind of a hip look it seemed yeah had a, a very relaxed style about it um bert kreischer was you know a good candidate to be roasted he certainly was into the event and you was, know,
1: he was shirtless for a time right or the whole the thing time, really yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And certainly could take a joke about himself, right? Know. And was also
1: seemed to be drinking throughout, which hasn't throughout, heard either. He
0: has a very infectious uh, laugh himself. Does the, does the train seem closer tonight? <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> I'm going to go tie myself to the tracks.
1: <laughs> so, well, I'd say, <coughs> sorry, from the clip that I saw, um, you know, I mean, we and m- most comics are probably pretty familiar with the Dean Martin roasts. And uh, it's, you know, obviously it's in the same, basically in the same format, but it's much looser. And uh, you had a glasses fell apart there. I know. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, we, we know what it looked like. There was the dais and all that. And then on the Bert Kreischer one, of course, there was a lot more kind of freeform antics going on. People running around the stage and, you know, walking out of the wings and going up to them. And, you know, it was much more active, much more... Yes Visually uh, Something going on All the time But I think that uh, You know And and like the roast You know They've always been popular We were kids Basically The roasts were on And we always liked the roasts And I think what happened was You know We were talking about this earlier It's like When you'd watch One of those roasts Back in Dean Martin heyday. You know You'd have people Sitting on the dais Who would be You know Hope Benny Burl Rickles I mean Mount Rushmore Of comedy Up there and I think, and I, I feel like the roast, the Dean Martin roast, they kind of faded away because for younger people, they weren't really relatable comics to them. These are the old men, and they're kind of stodgy and like that. And this new version of the roast, of course, brings it back to you know contemporary comics that people want to watch. And and the the uh, like I said, the the visuals have changed. You know, it's it's not as uh, not really the right word, but more more businesslike. As the old ones were, more sedate, more straightforward, you know, speaker and deus, and this is a little more freeform, which is nice. Yeah, that that
0: was the sort of the MTV part of it for me. Also, Dave, it is really, um, it it made me think about those different mediums that you see now, or different platforms, Mm -hmm. like OnlyFans, but also a lot of the comics are like YouTube sensations and uh TikTok sensations. There were several. I I wish I was more facile on on who's who on TikTok and that, but I am not. And it also seems to me that a real foot in the door these days are these, I think of them as radio. You know, Howard Stern, of course, starting the whole Mm -hmm. ball rolling. But now you've got like Joe Rogan, of course. And it's one of the sidekicks who came down to Austin with uh Joe Rogan was on this roast. And I wish I oh, could oh. come up with this. Was oh, that what you
1: were looking for in there? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I, I can't I can't put my finger on it at the moment. But it seems to me that my point and why I raised this uh to discuss tonight, Dave, is it seems like creatively and in some ways and maybe as a direct result of the pandemic, these new
2: mm-hmm.
0: ways of entry into the into the entertainment world and certainly new ways of making money
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh yep. seem really to have taken taken hold
1: mm-hmm. yeah well, it's interesting to think that <clears throat> you know when when stand up comedy started uh we're talking about the days of vaudeville you know. And uh, a, a comic, which for the most part were always men in those days, uh, they, could, you know, they could have a 20-year vaudeville career with basically the same material because they were just moving from town to town and doing their jokes. And a lot of them would complain when TV came in that, you know, I, I can use a routine for, for years or I can go on Carson and then I can't do it again because everybody's heard it. Millions have heard it. And that kind of changed the way that, that a lot of people are, uh, approached it. Um, but here you have a case of, of, of all these uh, different uh, medium that uh, they can go on and, and you know it's like everything else we're finding out, it's like people find their audience and you know they can, they, they, there, aren't, there aren't as many of the big comedic stars as there used to be but yeah. there's a lot of people who do very well to the audience that they have and the brand that they present.
0: Even Dave under the pressure of the uh and I, I mean by that, I mean sinus pressure, <laughs> 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 the allergic reaction. I was able to find the list of Roastmasters. Trevor Wallace, he was sort of the uh, let's call him the opener host. Kay. Is he, is, he a, is that a British guy, Trevor Wallace? I don't think he's British. <clears throat> no. Rachel Feinstein, mm-hmm. Big J Okerson, who I think is an example of what I was talking about. I think he's a sidekick to uh
1: Oh to uh, Rogan.
0: To Rogan. <coughs> mm-hmm. But he's also <coughs> a big comic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Donnell Rawlings. Uh Tony Hinchcliffe is who I was trying mm-hmm. to think of, mm-hmm. who uh also comes out of that radio sort of YouTube mm-hmm. uh uh milieu. And uh, then the one veteran that they had who's always been kind of edgy Jim Norton.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Segura made a kind of an interesting right. uh, fun appearance and he was uh, obviously a very very close friend of Burt Crasher's. Yeah, yeah. And Miranda Cosgrove, oh sure. And Keisha, who I, I think I, is I the mm-hmm. TikTok
1: her, the song TikTok. No. Her first hit was, also her, her first song. hit was called TikTok. Yeah. She was the one that always looked like she just climbed out of a dumpster basically. I mean, if, I may, if I may shame her for her, her hygiene. And then Miranda Cosgrove was a child star on Nickelodeon, on uh, iCarly.
0: Wow, very good, Dave. Yep. And by the way, uh, the roast is available on OnlyFans for free. Oh. I don't know if that will change over time, but this was available for I'll free. I'll have to jump
1: in because my, my subscription left. Can I get lapsed. to the
0: other stuff, Dave, then? <laughs> yeah, Without what a subscription? <laughs> Those are the sort of... Expenses, my wife questions when we go through the bills. <laughs> so if it's free, that well, would be for
1: for me, I mean, I I've never been on OnlyFans, so I'm, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I just kind of feel like, well, if you're if you want to see like porn, well, there's only like a billion places to find porn on the internet. I, I think OnlyFans is kind of gives it a cachet of like, well, it's here, so it's edgy, you know. But I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well. It's no, a, like I said, I think people think it's
1: naughty, so they want to do it. But I don't yeah. know how much different the content is going to be. You know? I mean, the, you saw the entire uh, uh, roast. Uh, couldn't that it, it could have been on HBO or there wasn't anything so you know no sinister about it or no,
0: and it was certainly not uh, <coughs> anything to do with language because mm-hmm. the roasts are always pretty filthy Right, right. Uh, I mean, those Dean Martin roasts years ago a little bit cleaner because they were on broadcast TV.
1: And they obviously did a lot of editing of those.
0: Yes. Yeah. But uh, my point was, Dave, uh, and you raise it when you say, uh, you know, why pay for it when it, you know, it's available in other ways? But I think that's sort of the point. I think it's only fans that wants to introduce themselves to roast fans. So I think that's I the see. reason. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, the well, the roasts, you know, when they when they've been having them on, uh, what HBO or whatever they've been having them, I mean, they're always popular and often, you know, quoted frequently by people afterwards. And uh, yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I love them. Uh, you know, it seemed Dave a few years ago, maybe again, uh, it hasn't come back uh, after the pandemic as well, but roasting on the local level mm-hmm. seemed to get a bit of a rise. Uh, who? who was doing it here it might have been rich Gary was a part of it I mm-hmm. uh, yeah. remember yeah they, I think they used to do it at the screening room right
1: right yeah. wasn't
0: uh, our own uh, is this on host Roxy Mareri, one of the early champs may have been yeah I believe been, so yeah. she might have been the very first champ mm-hmm. yeah no but it's very hard to knock out Roxy
1: <laughs> I remember I saw it, it was must have been streaming or something and and, uh, you know, it, it's in tears, you know, it's like brackets, yeah. so you, you move up. And so these, these two guys moved up, and then they go start into roast, and the guy goes to the microphone and goes, ah, oh, he's my friend, I can't really say anything bad about him, and then just walked off.
0: <laughs> go, oh, my. Why? why? Why show up at a roast if you're going to bail? Uh, there was the legendary show, Dave, I saw, gosh, a good few decades ago at the comedy store in the belly room. On like a Saturday night at 2 a.m. or so, which was strictly a roast. Yeah, yeah. And that was electric, you know. And I, I think it was called the belly room because you your belly was up there. belly laughs. The next belly, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was tiny, also. Well, who was the who was the uh,
0: honoree? No, it was a competition roast. Oh, okay. okay. You know that when, when it was like really a battle, big, like, a, like a, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'd like to see them come back. I always find them absolutely hilarious. And you of course have to be in the right frame of mind yeah. and be open to the to the you know genre. Uh,
1: the only problem genre. the problem I have with roasts <laughs> recently is that I find that I mean a good roast gets at something that the roasty is sensitive about or embarrassed about, uh or or has a reputation for and just barreling on that. But I find that so many roasts it goes right to uh, small penis, uh, sexually incapable, uh, you know, inexperienced, yeah. like that. It seems like whoever it is, it goes always goes there. Now, I'm no prude, Phil, as you know. No. <laughs> but I just think it's, it, it becomes so generic because everybody, and every woman who's getting roasted, it's always what a big slut she is and th- things that she does. I, and, instead of, you know, finding some part of their personality, it yeah. can just blow up, you know.
0: Therefore, I, I was always fond of the type of roast that Joe, uh, Joe, uh, Jeff Ross. Yeah. Always hosted. Joe E. Ross, of course, <laughs> the, the, ooh, the classic uh,
1: yeah. comic
0: himself. But <laughs> Jeff Ross did because they tended to get, I think, a little bigger name celebrity that they were roasting who had a very public yeah. private life. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Dave, of uh, uh, a very funny one that I recall offhand, Bruce Willis. <laughs> so there's so yeah, many yeah. areas of Bruce Willis's, you know, life that uh, yeah. could be roasted publicly. Yeah. Uh, that it wasn't all, like you yeah. say, the yeah. small. No, well, I'm candles. seeing that more
1: recently than that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, they're the classic. I
0: particularly like, you know, when when they make uh, uh, fun of a person's career, you know, <laughs> that they haven't been in the <laughs> forefront for a while. Yeah. That's always fun. Well, the,
1: the, one of the notorious roasts of all time was Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. Because everybody really hated it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in fun. They were just attacking him. And I think he was sitting there kind of like, they really hate me. They really hate me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and who doesn't, you know? Um, that was and then, the and then, uh, and, then, and then Donald Trump was uh, famously roasted also.
0: That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, there have been very, many, many good ones. And... Uh, and Whitney Cummings, probably, if you go back, uh, a roaster on many She's a good those. roaster, yeah. And she was very good. Yep. Uh, Sarah Silver, Silverman, mm-hmm. also a very good roaster.
1: Yep. Uh, Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, yes. The, the very queen di- of very, very dirty, very dirty, but very yes. funny. Yeah.
0: Yes, and Rickles, of course. Rickles, well, yeah. How do you not mention Rickles uh, <laughs> this far into a, into a roast? Uh. Uh, always, always great stuff. Uh, and uh, we we I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. How are you, Dave? On the comedy of uh, Bird Kreischer, I'm
1: not that uh, I'm not that that familiar with him. He's not somebody that's really been in my uh, my radar range. But uh, he's
0: about of, to put out his fifth special. When you
1: when you mentioned his movie, is that is he the stars they create, write and do I the whole thing? I believe so. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I believe Mark Hamill plays his father.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: I don't know too much about the (laughs) plot. That's pretty good, though. (laughs) But uh, it's coming out in the summer. Uh He's just put out his fifth special Wow. Okay. And he's... You know, it's funny. uh, Kreischer, you know, when I talk to comedians I respect and... (coughs) (coughs)
1: <coughs> Sorry about that. I think I caught your allergy.
0: Instructors, <coughs> possible. Mm-hmm. Instructors that I've spent time with mm-hmm. often use Bert Kreischer mm-hmm. uh, for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: as someone that I should emulate.
1: Mm, really? That You want to take your shirt off?
0: <laughs> you know, damn it, I do. Dave. <laughs> and I have since we got in the studio. Because it is about 150 in here. Um,
1: oh, uh-oh. Really but I'm going to leave my cool. shirt on. I'm here. right by the fan, and it's nice. Maybe I shouldn't.
0: Yeah, not block it. And I will say, I I took that uh, to heart. I think it's always a compliment. Oh, thank you. I better. Dave is adjusting our fan yeah. here. Yeah. And now I'm uh, I'm revived a bit, Dave. <laughs> okay. I'm now a six year old at the Hibbard School playground. <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> President Kennedy is just de- shot.
1: He's delirious, folks.
0: We <laughs> lost him. <laughs> I'm not delirious about Bert Kreischer. I did watch his specials. I do think he's... How would you describe his style? Yeah, I I would say he's very contemporary in terms of not having great joke structure. Mm -hmm. It's more a combination of observation and stories about him and everybody else who's cool. I would say, I feel the same way about Bert Kreischer, Dave, (laughs) as I do about somebody like Doug Stanhope. Like, it's like, I get that, you know, that that this group is a little bit different, and they're not without talent, I'm not saying that at all. But it's about them being cool, Uh and the way to enjoy them is to be like them. Uh And I didn't... However, I will, in complimenting Bert Kreischer, say there's an underlying, very basic intelligence, critical intelligence, to what he's saying. Mm -hmm. In a similar way that I would say that about Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Though Joe Rogan, uh, a little, you know nuts
1: kind of a loose cannon yeah mm-hmm.
0: Bert Kreischer is not nuts but I and I do think he's very intelligent I just think there's a little bit uh how should I put it, self promotion about everything
1: yeah yeah
0: you well, know it's the Bert well. Kreischer way of taking <laughs> off <your> shirt <laughs> I guess
1: well, you know everybody. I mean, I was thinking about this. It's like er, er, every entertainer these days, in particular. I think it's always been true. You know, they they, they create a persona, and that's what they're selling. It. There's nothing wrong with it. That's just you know that's just how it's done. But I was. You know, Taylor Swift's been in the news. Did you get your Taylor Swift tickets, uh, Phil?
2: I'm still <laughs> on hold. Take out,
1: a, take out a loan on your Is house. Is she coming <laughs> to Tucson? I don't. Uh, I don't think so. Um, but who knows? She'd be a great guest. She can do anything. Yeah. But all I'm saying is that ITO,
0: Dave, can we just put <laughs> it out there? I'm going
1: to reach out to Taylor
0: If she's listening or if her people are listening <laughs> We would love to have Taylor Swift on the show
1: That's right, yeah
0: she, she could sing the She
1: can write a song about us That'd the be fun
0: Open with you, Dave
1: Oh, boy, I, that would be a and dream come a song true song about
0: you during <laughs> the Open How
1: badly I'm singing yeah. it <laughs> But, you know, she has the, I mean, every every pop star has this uh, You know, a persona that you sell to the public Through tweets and interviews and things like Cyrus that. Uh, yeah, everybody's like okay. that. Um, but, you know, more power to her, but, you know, her persona is kind of like everybody's trying to pull her down, but she's always fighting through it. She's strong. You know, this is kind of her, her thing. This is her message. This is her o- to her audience.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's like, you know, and she'll sing about you know, guys being bad to her or, you know, somebody taking advantage or trying to, but she's always strong and she's always like that. And it's very inspirational to the mostly female audience that she has, you know, especially teenagers. But it's like, they relate because maybe they have guys being mean to them, guys ignoring them, guys not taking the prom. Taylor Swift is a six-foot-tall, blonde, you know, billionaire. <laughs> I don't think she really has any of these troubles that she's singing about, is what I'm getting <laughs> no. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it's like it's like it's Let interesting. Let me, Dave,
0: come to the defense. Okay, sometime. all right, then.
1: Point-counterpoint here on Taylor Swift. Yeah, I I'm okay. not knocking her. I'm just saying it's fast, and she's not the only one they create a persona, they sell that, and they sell it as it being genuine to them. But it's
0: not really, it's showbiz, you know. Dave, uh, you wrong. let me come to the defense <laughs> of Miss Taylor Swift, which I would do any time. <laughs> but let me invoke the words of uh, a frequent guest of ours, an ITO FOIDA, and that's Mr. Elvis Presley. <laughs> what does Elvis say? You know, when Elvis... Sings, you know, uh, Suspicious Minds. I mean, he's Elvis, who has more fans, (laughs) dare I say, or had more fans per capita, even than Taylor Swift, at least as many, couldn't have been bigger, couldn't have been more loved, certainly had anything he wanted at his disposal, but when his wife left him, doesn't that hurt just like when anyone else's wife
1: leaves him? <laughs> it doesn't always hurt when she leaves, let me just say. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. In, in personal experience. And uh, no, I know what you mean. And yeah, I'm clearly uh, somebody can be, you know, a total jerk and, and a horrible person and sing, you know, a love song. It just brings you to tears. I'm, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm just saying her brand is. I'm strong, I'm, I'm like you. We're fighting against these men that take advantage of us, these situations where people are trying to rip us off and do things to us. I'm like you. When, that's, eh, that's She's that's not a little really, different
0: than the yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Uh, I'm a horned dog, <laughs> take pity on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Maybe i But But I'll, I'll talk to with Taylor Swift. And she's very talented. I'm not knocking her. Uh, but you know she has 100 million Twitter followers. 100 million, Phil. And and maybe you think you know because she there's maybe like a million people who think badly of her and go on social media and say bad things. Maybe a million, you think? That seems too high. That seems high, right? But say it was a million, so that's one percent of the people that care about her. In a great one percent, uh, you know, have a problem with her, but she's always talking about those
0: people. <laughs> Yeah, that's true.
1: You know, I mean, her song, Shake that's It Off, true, is all about they say this me. about me, they say that about me, I just shake it off. But she doesn't shake it off. <laughs> she keeps singing about it and then taking it seriously. And it's 1% of the people that care. I mean, yeah. if 1% of the people you know didn't like you, would it bother you much?
0: <laughs> no, uh, it's much <laughs> higher than that in my case, Dave. <laughs> Most people don't. Okay, care if 10%. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for the 1% that cares. <laughs> they do
1: like you. That follow you. No,
0: I uh, I get what you're saying. It's a little different uh, than the Elvis situation, I think. Yeah, it's a different or, t- it's um, a different
1: time. It's a different yeah. Time. yeah.
0: Uh, but on the other hand, uh, uh, Miley Cyrus will have some similar messages mm-hmm. uh, for her fans, yeah. right? Uh, I can buy myself flowers, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, is a similar message. Mm-hmm. I don't know if hers is is uh, uh, spiteful. Always as yeah, uh, Taylor yeah. Swift
1: seems to be. <clears throat> well, Miley Cyrus also seems like somebody who's like, she does shake it off. You know? like, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I was, yeah, I was, a, I was a Disney star. yeah, so what? You know, it's like it's not a big deal. But anyway, don't want to no. rag on. Don't want rag on Taylor, but just
0: no, I no. Call it there, Dave. Uh, we are told that. Oh, uh, oh,
1: when, speaking of tall blonde uh, women. Yes. Uh, and you didn't know about this, Phil, but the the Barbie movie is coming out soon.
0: I was completely unaware
1: wow. They tell us about it. Well, it's been the Barbie movie apparently has been in, in discussion for years that somebody wanted to do a Barbie movie. And actually this movie began as an Amy Schumer vehicle to play Barbie. And I guess there are various scripts and you know how these things get bumped from from person to person, but now Margot Robbie as Barbie. Wow, uh, Written by, uh, you know, Greta Gerwig. Of uh, Greta Gerwig, of course. Greta, Greta Gerwig uh, wrote, I don't know, maybe directed A lot of the
0: movies uh, with Adam Driver. <coughs> right? mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And uh, she did Lady Bird, which is a yeah. big hit for her. That was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and uh, it, it seems to be, from the commercials and the trailers, uh, beautiful to look at. Lots of great, cool pastels and day colors and things like that. And it seems to be a movie whose uh, purpose is to uh, be very uh, empowering to all, accepting to all. So I guess it's kind of going against like, Barbie was the perfect woman, but hey, we're all perfect, we're all Barbie. You know. I think that's what they're going. So for David's
0: me. live action, it's not... <coughs>
1: <coughs> live action, yeah. yeah, But very cartoonish looking in, in set design, I would say, and color. in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when was uh, this projected to be released?
1: I, it's got to be coming up soon, because I'm seeing more and more... Uh, more ads for it so I think that's something okay yeah, well
0: yeah. uh I will say uh <coughs> I have found margot Roby to be just magnificent in most roles and quite a variety of roles mm-hmm.
1: so oh, you we actually we unmute it when you see her stuff <laughs> you unmute it yes <laughs> oh you do
0: absolutely <laughs> uh <laughs> she's a very fine well, she was actress. great in
1: the big short yes. <laughs> and uh yeah she's amazing
0: uh yeah. the absolutely wonderful one about the Olympic ice skater
1: right Tanya Harding where she yeah
0: Tanya,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. that was a great. Yeah, one. no, she's great and very, uh, very uh, versatile, and she likes apparently to do, to stretch, to try to do different things, and uh, admire that. Yes. Uh, what else I've been watching? I've been keeping up. You're not. Now you're not a Successions fan, right? I am not. Um, but I have watched the first three episodes, and I don't know if you. <laughs> <laughs> those glasses fell off his face. I'm only laughing because that happens to me all the time because the temple broke off there. And I had that happen just the other day. I lost, I lost a temple, uh, but uh, yeah. But Succession, you know, they, they're in their, They did their third episode, and uh, it's if, if you're a fan of it or that type of thing, it's great. I, I know other people who've said, I oh, don't want to watch it. Everybody's so mean to each other, and or they can't relate to the life they live or things like that. But uh, I think it's it's, a, it's great great work, very well done. Yes. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but you know they've handled some some situations in a, in a yeah. really new and uh, interesting way.
0: And Dave, I took a look at the new uh, Bob Odenkirk.
1: Mm.
2: My name is Sylvia Remington, and you're listening to Is
0: This On? on KMKR. Hello, fans, friends, listeners, and mm, podcast pundits. It's your old friend Art Fern here to tell you about
1: Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. First of all, it's free. Who doesn't like that? There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on...
2: Erickson Lopez, and you're listening to Is This Thing On? on KMKR.
0: ...series, Mm -hmm. Lucky Hank, Mm -hmm. where he plays a college uh, English department chair Mm. who is uh, in the struggle of having to lay off members of his department. Oh, And all of the anxieties surrounding that and his family uh, uh, <coughs> Situation works into that mm-hmm. so far. I think they've released mm. four episodes mm. uh, And uh, it's not a comedy though. It has some light moments, mm-hmm. but Odenkirk always very interesting He's always good to watch. Yeah, yeah.
1: I always, always like him yeah. Excellent.
0: Uh, and
1: Which reminds me we talked about this uh, over our, our dinner at uh, Portillo's yes. or not a sponsor, but we wish they were yes, that'd be great um, is that David Cross is coming to Tucson in October, mm-hmm. and he's a very funny guy, a very outspoken guy, and and uh, we were discussing his origins, and he was uh, was the um, Mr. Show with uh, Bob and David David Cross. That's and right, Bob and Kirk, Bob yeah, Bob and, Bob then, and, and then uh, <coughs> David Cross, of course, went on to uh, be great in Arrested Development, and then a lot of other things, too. He's always a great right. guest on TV. Right,
0: right. Uh, Dave, I think uh, it's time now. <coughs> Did you we
1: hear have the, a real treat. Do you, you hear the carriage pulling up out front? For our you? audience, okay. yes. Uh,
0: carriage is pulling up. And uh, note that no other podcast, Dave, brings you guests like the ones we have today. No way. Ladies and gentlemen, the third president of the United States, noted scholar, scientist, an inventor, and the primary writer of the Constitution. Let's have a big ITO welcome <laughs> for Thomas. Jefferson. Hello, Mr.
1: Hello, Gordon. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. I'm grateful to have been invited here. But where exactly am I? It appears I've been closed in a small room with two old men and a herd of mechanical
0: monsters. <laughs> Miss, Mr. Jefferson.
1: Please, call me Massa.
0: Well, let's let's just keep it, Mr. Jefferson. Uh. For now, if you don't mind, you were uh, present at the very beginning of our nation. Do you have an opinion of the United States What's today? that
1: monstrous sound outside? <laughs> what is that? That, that is a train. Oh! Oh!
0: That is a mechanical uh, ah,
1: oh, moving device. I the heavens opened. Uh, the United States, indeed I have an opinion. There's too many of them. T- too many states? That's right. When we wrote the Constitution, it was based on 13 states. It won't work with more than that. Maybe 15 tops. Well, now we have 50. 50? Have you no standards? Look, when I arranged the Louisiana Purchase, I had no intention of the territory becoming... being made into states.
0: Actually, most of our southern states came out of your Louisiana Purchase. (sighs) Oh,
1: my lord and creator! Tell me that's not so. The South! Is it still inhabited by
0: quarterwits, onanists, and tosspots? Well, let's move on. Gun control is a big issue these days. (laughs) Can you tell us what the Founders had in mind? when you drafted the Second Amendment? Certainly. When we wrote it up, we knew it was vague, so we talked about adding language
1: about firearms being kept in a local armory only uh, accessible as situations required, and we anticipated that eventually firearms would be more sophisticated and lethal, therefore they should be the most strongly restricted. I, I don't remember any of that in the Second Amendment. Well, we ran it by Ben Franklin, and he said, Leave it vague, it'll drive the poor saps nuts for centuries.
0: What, what was Benjamin Franklin like?
1: Benji was amazing. Benji? Benji, he invented bifocals, discovered electricity, and holds the 18th century record for most times contracting syphilis.
0: Did you know that, Mr. Wood? I, I did yes, not. Know right. that, that Benji Still holds held that record. That record. Uh, many held Benji, though. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jefferson. <laughs> yes. The world <laughs> must seem so different of the world you lived in. Are there any similarities? Why yes, I was spectating at one of your National Basketball Ah.
1: Association contests. All those young ebony lads running up and jumping
0: around reminds me of my house on Father's Day. There's a lot of debate these days on transgender issues. Any opinion on trans rights, LGBTQ issues? LGBTQ. First of all, in my day, the alphabet only went up to R. <laughs> Secondly, you must
1: remember, I consorted with a group of old men dressed in wigs, and I'll say this: if you've never seen Ben Franklin in a petticoat and a bustier, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Just a couple of more questions, Mr. Jefferson. <laughs> go, to, Gordon, go, Gordon. to go, get go, that interest. Gordon, Gordon, are you are you by chance a Hebrew? Uh, yes, I'm Jewish. You know, a Semite sold me a slave one time. She was a handful, very demanding. She wanted shorter hours, she wanted better working conditions, she wanted me to stop raping her. Talk about uppity.
0: Are you familiar with the legal issues facing our former president?
1: Indeed I am, and I am sympathetic. I myself was once accused of persuading a young wench to show me her ankles and quite a bit of her calf. Really?
0: Was that true? Of
1: course not. She wasn't my type. But I sent her a goat and a couple of geese to
0: keep her quiet. Before I let you go, sir, do you have any advice for the nation?
1: I have advice. I'd say you're going to be all right, as long as you maintain the institution of slavery, deny women the vote, and bar political candidates from accepting donations. Well, actually... <sighs> don't tell me. You've messed up everything. Some things never go out of style, Mr. Gordon. If you could excuse me now,
0: i got to go pose for
1: the $2 bill. Peace out.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen... i out of here. President Thomas Jefferson. He wasn't happy. Well, he uh, remains very opinionated, Dave. He does, yeah. Uh, <laughs> interesting that uh, he did not, of all the things, he did not find the NBA that unusual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, that was, that was familiar yeah. to him.
1: He made uh, him nostalgic for the
0: sport. To fry. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, the,
1: the ebony lads, you like, when the ebony lads were that's right. around there.
0: That's right. Uh, well, fascinating that the, the president stopped yeah. by. Well, who would you say, Dave, of the potential 2024 candidates would remind you the most of Thomas Jefferson?
1: Most of Thomas Jefferson. Let's see. Uh, I mean, he was a great writer. I'm trying to think if any of them could write.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, <laughs> Not uh, not anyone that's running in twenty twenty four. I don't think. They, although many of them have a book, uh, of course. Yeah. All Governor they have, have books. Yeah, yeah, just came by with uh, yeah. his book. Yeah, we talked to
1: him. Yeah. Uh, what was his book called? I, I can't maybe, re- already yeah. can't remember what his, name, what his book was. Something about courage. Uh, he's in favor- yes. he's in favor of courage, right? Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: The the courage to be free. <laughs> I think it was David. Uh, so it, no, it, uh, oh
1: that's Jefferson says that's, no a, Thomas that's a, Jefferson he says that's the title there. of his book too, Courage to be free. Yeah. That's
0: right. Uh we have uh, looks like uh Tim Scott, uh who <coughs> potentially could be an offspring of Thomas Jefferson, I suppose. <laughs> but he seems to be uh curiously entering the race. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I believe I, you know, the I, I, I mean there's you know there's the situation that Trump has put the Republican Party in, I mean, I, I, it's unfathomable, because they cannot do anything except be in lockstep with him. So how do you run against him? I mean, that's what everybody's running into, you know. They just, you know, they, they want to, like, they're not running against him. They're, they're afraid to. <laughs> they're, they're afraid to yeah. go after him, you know. Although
0: the one uh, candidate who's certainly not afraid and wants to get into it with Trump uh, during the debates is Chris Christie. Although he has not formally announced. I would think Christie <coughs> would be one who could do that. Uh, I don't know if he's capable of winning a nomination, but, yeah, but well, Christie, he certainly can get into it in Christie, a debate. Christie
1: does have a history of saying some pretty rotten things about Trump, and then, like so many others, uh, yeah, true. running down or waddling down to uh, Mar-a-Lago to get back in favor with him. Well, he did more than so,
0: just say nice things. Yeah. He, he worked on the transition yeah. team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But was apparently... Of the opinion that he was going to be the attorney general, as I re- heard it. Yeah. And when that didn't happen, uh, you know, it, he turned sour. Yeah. Was he was he kind of like cashiered when
1: uh, when Manafort took over? Did Manafort kind of <coughs> something? Like that? I
0: think it was um, the combination of Manafort and uh, Jared Kushner.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: as okay. the campaign.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I just think I mean I, I mean I mean I think our politics is clear here. I think they're all horrible. But, but you know, I, to me, I guess think the approach would be to say to pray. You know, the, what's the sh- Shakespeare? We come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. And then goes on and praises him. Yes. Uh, you know, kind of be the other way around. You know, oh, he was a great president. Probably the greatest president we've ever had. What great things he did for this country. But it's time to move on. He's stuck in a lot of legal things. They're not his fault. He's probably innocent. But you know, eh, we need to move on and be have a clean, clear. Path forward instead of having all these distractions and you know, I love the guy <laughs> but uh, I don't know why you can't say that and, and get somewhere you know? yeah,
0: it doesn't seem at the moment anyone is, it seemed like for a time that DeSantis might be that, yeah. can be uh, but he seems to have softened in the same way the the, the, the easy bait of the first indictment yeah, or, yeah, or, or, yeah. Or, uh, yeah if there are to be more, this is the first one, uh, seemed right away to bring the, uh, the, uh, the flies back to honey.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I, I was reading today is that, uh, you know, the Republicans who all are, you know, gathering around Trump about this trial being unfair and it's wrong and it shouldn't be that done and all that stuff. And the point of the writer was that, what, what are these guys going to do when we get into the other legal cases, which are far more serious? Uh, are they are they now bound to defend him no matter what he's charged with? Yeah.
0: yeah. We don't know. Uh, of course, I enjoy uh, the political banter, Dave. Uh, you know, quite easily available on all these kinds of various formats we, yeah, we talk right. about for comedy. Yeah, yeah. But they're there for politics, too. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I heard that struck me was even though we have this kind of 24-7 environment of covering this stuff, in previous elections, it often wasn't until way into the year, like August, September, even October, when candidates announced. Yeah, Bill yeah. Clinton, for yeah. example, yeah. did not announce until like December of, uh, what would that be, 92? <clears throat> yeah, 92.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: December of 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, maybe it's just this, this nonstop spotlight.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That
0: makes it seem sort of hopeless, mm-hmm. but people could still merge for sure. Yeah
1: well, I think one of the um, One of the I think there's a lot of factors for that, but I think one of them is money That it, when you declare, you know, there's you're, you're saying Let the let the money flow in and, and you need that and if you if you kind of wait and wait and wait Everybody else has got these big war chests and you may not have it if you wait
0: too long Well, that's a possibility <coughs> of course uh, an exception to that would be someone like um, the former mayor of New York, who entered a Democratic race.
1: Oh, John Lindsay. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I
0: thought you were going for this, Rudy. This past race.
1: <laughs> uh, twenty twenty. Uh, oh uh, what? The heck was his name? De Blasio. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Okay, who was it?
1: (laughs) I gotta know. The Financial
0: Network. (laughs) Bloomberg. Oh,
1: Bloomberg. I completely forgot about him. And everybody thought he was going to make a big splash, but he was...
0: But he had the ability, Dave, to erase that problem that that, that you point out.
1: Yeah, well, if you're a billionaire, yeah. But it also
0: speaks to needing to be in there for name recognition and do people take you seriously. It was like that, too, if you recall, Dave, with Fred Thompson years ago.
1: Yeah, I was just going to mention Fred Thompson, yeah. Really? Finally we
0: come to the same answer? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I remember the lead-up to that. It was like, everybody's kind of waiting when Fred Thompson's going to get in. When is Fred Thompson getting in? And he came in, and he flamed out like in a week. There was nothing. nothing By the way, Dave, when
0: uh, when you went through the... List of New York's loser mayors. If uh, we added Rudy Giuliani to that list, A-beam. what a, what a uh,
1: fall from grace that is.
0: Not yeah. only a fall from grace, but what a list of flared out candidates former New York mayors right?
1: Because of your condition, Phil, I won't say let's talk about Chicago politics. But maybe next not, time.
0: I could not. But, I, you know, can I take a minute? Because that was, you know, these days we don't talk about. We don't have the opportunity that often to talk about positive, invigorating results. Uh-huh. And the election of Brandon Johnson as mayor of Chicago, oh, yeah. I find mm-hmm. a breath of fresh air. He is, I, I, I only have about 15 minutes, Dave, so <laughs> about one minute before my kids <laughs> rush in and tell me to stop talking about this, but he is so centered. On the issue of public education that I found it entirely refreshing. It's an issue that is deepest in my heart. Yeah, okay. And so horrible, the situation here in Arizona,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where not only do we have vouchers for private school education, it is money that comes out of the public school education money. Mm-hmm. So not only do you deny the public schools those funds, you spend it only on a certain select group of individuals that uh, that are in a position to use it. Mm-hmm. You talk about, oh, sorry, this is supposed to be a show about comedy, <laughs> but... Uh, we'll find
1: some humor in there.
0: I think it's also important for us to talk about important issues at times. Sure. And maybe something positive, because we take a lot of time poking fun at the negatives of politics. But Brandon Johnson... Turned the discussion of the election on its side. He ran against Paul Vallis and and Chicago currently has a non party uh, primary and election. So anybody can run vote for
1: anybody. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't have to run under a party. But it was clear that both Johnson and Vallis were claiming to be Democrats. Vallis had the support of the traditional, let's call it, Mayor Daley, father and son, mm-hmm. Democratic coalition. Yeah. Johnson, uh, not only was a public school teacher, is a county board member, Cook County, but also works for the Chicago Teachers Union, a very strong union, a very political union, but lives and breathes that message that. Where Vallis' message was, hey, the way we're going to keep white flight from Chicago is to have school vouchers so that these families know that there's a place where they can <coughs> send their kids to, a like Catholic school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Johnson took the position so that... He, so
1: he's saying white people will stay in the city more if they can send their kids somewhere away from people of color.
0: And by uh, code name public schools. Mm-hmm. And Johnson was saying, you've got your numbers wrong because black people, black families, can't afford to live in Chicago anymore. They're leaving faster than white families because of the gentrification. Mm -hmm. They're having to take, and I know this because I follow a lot of Chicago politics, but states like Iowa, Missouri, they are offering families big tax rewards to come move to that state, and they want kids in their schools. Uh So he said, you've got the question right, you've got the the variables wrong. (laughs) It's the way we stop black flight from Chicago, and all flight from Chicago, is to have good public schools in every neighborhood. And right away he's going to uh, keep the schools open on weekends and summers. Uh, he really sees the schools as a key and central part of a community, which I always did, I must say.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. Um School on weekends as a place to <laughs>
0: as a place to maybe go get a meal.
1: Oh, okay, all right. I thought he was adding two more days to the school week. I thought, man, he's not. He's gonna he's gonna lose the kid vote.
0: Though there are many that feel year-round <coughs> school would yeah. be a boon. Right. Mm-hmm. This is more of like a place to get out of the gunfire. Uh uh-huh. yeah. Huh. Anyway, I'm off of my soapbox. it's oh, well, interesting. But congratulations yeah. to Brandon Johnson. I'm very eager to see how he does. And I'm very invigorated, Dave, that we have new mayors in Los Angeles Karen Bass, mm-hmm. new mayor in New York,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, d- uh, Eric something. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Adams, Eric Adams. Adams, okay. Eric Adams. Yeah, okay. Former police officer, certainly a different approach. Right. And now Brandon Johnson. And I'm anxious to see what will some new, fresh eyes bring to the issues of homelessness, crime. Uh, A uh, slogan from the Brandon Johnson campaign was um, to talk about. (laughs) I'm losing it, Dave. (laughs) You got to be pretty catchy, Phil. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. That's all
0: right. Apologize. Uh, but what was, to,
1: what was uh, the point of it? Uh,
0: the point of it was uh, treatment, not trauma.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's okay. A, okay. That's like the the liberal. Uh, yeah.
0: In other uh, words, uh, you catch rate, not yeah. not defund the police, yeah. but uh, maybe police with guns don't need to come to every right call. Yeah, we don't. Then the police don't need to be an army.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Hmm. Anyways, my apologies yeah. for... No, that's, uh,
1: that's interesting to know. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> just uh, finishing up on politics, I, I, I think everyone will remember where they were when they had the, heard the news that uh, Asa Hutchinson is running now for president. you remember where you were I when you heard the news? I fell <laughs> Did
0: you say, Dave?
1: <laughs> I predict he will get zero votes. <laughs>
0: Did you say the same thing I said and most of America said? Who names a kid Asa?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get further than who.
0: <laughs> his parents must have really hated him.
1: Asa. Well, Asa was a very popular name in the 19th century, but...
0: Uh, we should have asked uh, President uh, Jim,
1: well, Maybe he'll be back. You know.
0: well, one of his kids must be named Asa.
1: <laughs> he had went through the alphabet, I'm sure. Yeah. That's right. Hey, uh, Phil, I'm going to you. you know... Uh, um, I have an, You have an Alexa device in your home somewhere. You I do it. not. You do not. Oh, is that a, a, a purposeful uh, decision not to? Uh,
0: I will to say see the
1: use for it, or
0: I um. I don't necessarily uh, like the idea of uh, my information being hmm. hooked into some network. Mm-hmm. So I think for that reason, privacy.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. The robots will win, Phil. So. <laughs> You can fight them if you want to. Yeah. Anyway, so... Can I, I just
0: say this to the robots, then? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> when it ends, <laughs> the robots will still... No matter how mean they want to be to me, they will find out there's still a two-drink minimum. <laughs> well, anyway,
1: so, uh, you know, but you understand how the device works. And of course. What it, what it does and all that, you know. You're, yeah, you're
0: saying in, in the end, I will be heckled by robots.
1: <laughs> I think you will probably be uh, murdered by robots for your attitude.
0: Heckled first? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'd like to dish it with a
1: little bit, you know. I don't want to go out, you know, with a woodwork. Doing a tight five for a robot yeah. audience. Uh, is that, so
0: do, I, do I come down to where you work <laughs> <laughs> and start jerking off the other <laughs> robots?
1: Anyway, um, so I, I realize this. It's like when I when Alexa, I mean, I'm not great at relationships, as you know. But uh, when Alexa and I were first getting to know each other, you know, in the early days, and I would once in a while go, uh, uh, Alexa, uh, what time is it? And she would go, It's 6:13. Have a nice evening. And it was a little creepy because it's like, well, that's not a human being who she just doesn't care about what kind of evening I have or can judge that evening. But then I noticed tonight on my way here, I stopped and I go, Alexa, what time is it? And she said, it's uh, you know, it's 6.41. Wow. No, have a good evening. What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> what? How did I go wrong in this relationship? And I'm not even getting sure. Or she would say, have a good day.
0: Or, or Or is she being responsive, Dave, in knowing that you don't want her to say that?
1: Well, I mean, there have been times I've muttered when she said that about how insane it is that she's not a human being, which she seems to care about me. But I'll take that now. <laughs>
0: Wasn't there recently some graphic demonstration of artificial intelligence and advising <laughs> someone to get divorced? A, f- a friend of mine
1: called me this morning, early this morning. I hadn't talked to him in months, and he called me up because he said he was watching this thing. And maybe you've, I didn't watch this, but he was describing it to me. He's like, Tom Brady, did you see this? And, and And they were able to to simulate Tom Brady, and they had an AI comedy set, yes, written totally AI, and then him performing it. And the guy just called me up, and he go, he goes, "Well, it looks like you know the robots are taking over comedy now too." and i I it has been you know, have you been to an open mic lately? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what up? Uh I don't know about that. Did you watch
0: the Tom Brady uh, comedy? I only saw like a CNN report about it. Yeah, so right. I saw a couple minutes of, of it. Yeah. And then it seems all of a sudden uh, I, I, my awareness has grown, but it seems like there's a lot of very intellectual thought going on about artificial intelligence. There better be. Yeah. Even at the point of like the State Department <coughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thinking. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I've seen some, you probably see things online where it's like, you know, there's a Couple of paragraphs, and then the button says this was written completely by AI, and and you know, I mean, we're taken over. It's going to happen. I mean, I try to avoid those things, so I don't want to face it, but it's going to happen soon.
0: Yeah, do you think, Dave, that there's capability in the Alexa type devices to produce a podcast about comedy from like <laughs> the fifties and sixties? Should we be worried, Dave? <laughs>
1: I think this show is uh, is uh, so uh, peculiar in its way, and, and and in our approach that I don't think <coughs> I don't think AI would get it, frankly. And the casting, nobody would get Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was a yeah. That was not a robot. That was Phil. No,
0: that, that you could.
1: <laughs> so,
0: repeat, Mike. Anyway, that was
1: election. Well, what I think I had a note or two here too. You know, the Barbie we talked about. We talked about Taylor Swift. I didn't think we get to that. Oh, I, we talked about this a little bit outside. Was the just a, a little pet peeve from an old man. Yeah. Do we have time for that? Always. Pet peeves has gone for a while.
0: Dave, is, we have time for nothing else. <laughs> is that?
1: Is that? I, this has happened to me, and I know it's happened to you. If you're talking to someone younger, and you said you saw something on TV. Ah, thank you. And they will go, TV. You watch TV? No, that's so out of touch. You know, how can you watch TV? And like I mentioned to you the last person that said to me was my nephew, who's 46 years old. And, I, and, I, and I, I mean, I kind of brush it off, you know, but uh, I think it's like, oh, everybody watches TV. It's just, it's no different if you watch it on your computer screen or on your laptop or on your phone. You're watching, I don't know, a program yeah. <laughs> with commercials By presented true, for you. you know, you're Because you're not yeah. sitting on a couch looking at a box in your
0: room. You're still watching TV, so I'm not... You know, I'm it's funny you say that, Dave. That is not new uh and it goes back in a slightly different way i can recall and i wonder if if you can there were always those folks and and these are some of my best friends that i would say this about that there was sort of a uh a little curiosity uh and desire to be above the the common man (laughs) and say that you didn't watch tv (laughs) Yeah. yeah And I had a particular buddy who, who was like that, and we'd always argue about that. And he would make the point: well, he watches TV, but he watches like Hitchcock the, from movies from the old neighborhood, is yeah, Moishi or whoever. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh, so he, I, he, I only watch Hitchcock. Is that what he's saying? I,
0: I watch Hitchcock on yeah. TV. Yeah. Uh, so, so watching, you know, old movies on TV—that's not pointless entertainment, but okay, I'll even buy that. <laughs> but we would go one step further because these types generally are. Competitive and everything, right? So we'd go and we would play that wonderful trivia game, Trivial Pursuit, at mm-hmm. the time, which was so popular. Yep. And there'd be questions about TV. Yeah. And he would run the category <laughs> like on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and I'd say, I thought you don't watch TV, you know. Oh, so
1: so, oh, sometimes
0: it's on when I walk in. Yeah, yeah. I outed him.
1: Yeah. I outed him. Yeah, that's funny. It's um, it's funny. Uh, I I knew. Uh, kids my son's age and you probably do because your son's not too much older than mine and uh and I think my son said this too but not now uh is that they they wouldn't watch a black and white movie I see have yeah. you ever heard that I yeah. have heard that and I think I think my I, my son's girlfriend actually is like that uh, she won't do it oh. so anyway. well Dave well uh, it flew on by. that note mm-hmm.
0: uh please watch a black and white movie <laughs> Casablanca would be maybe a place to start
1: <laughs> well I'm a big big film noir fan, and I think it, film noir should be artsy enough for even people who, you know, drink tea with their pinky out you know, these days to take a look at.
0: They should. Uh,
1: well, you've been so listening film, to... Uh, the. the uh, I think the uh, paramedics are here. They pulled up for you. you. They're right out I front. They, right out the front door, the right in.
0: <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, they walked by, but they're coming to get me. That's right, yeah. I uh, thank you for your concern, Dave. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to Is This On? For Dave Margolis, this is Phil Gordon saying thank you and good night. You're too KMKR, ninety-nine point nine FM, Tucson, Arizona. Good night.
1: Well, you are a trooper, my friend. Okay, thank you. There were a couple of rough moments there. I am there, not I know. Doing well. Yeah. You're gonna be okay. To drive yeah. home. Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, take it easy. Yourself. Thank you. Well, you know, you, t- you talk for an hour in an enclosed room, and if you've got something wrong with you, it's gonna come out. You know, yeah. it's gonna.
0: But I act up, so. Oh. All right. Thank you, Dave.